the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 71 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Makers Sports Network. And that's right, you're reading it on the screen, right? It's the NFL Power Rankings Week 2. What is up, everybody? It's so awesome to be back here with you on this gorgeous Thursday. Uh, and, and we are getting set for week two of the NFL season. Uh, you know, the first week, was a blur for me. I, I'm, I'm still kind of getting myself back into the groove of having NFL football back with us pretty much, you know, you know, up and down up until the second week of February. So very excited about that. And I'm just glad to be back in the mix, uh, you know, enjoying football. Now, last weekend was a little bit crazy for me. I was at the Commanders Jaguars game, so I didn't get a chance to sit back and enjoy seven hours of commercial free football on uh, NFL Red Zone, which is my favorite thing to do when I'm not running around at games, so on and, and whatnot, um, as uh, <laughs> as we say out there in the country. But it was it was a great weekend of football. A lot of potential upsets that end up not becoming upsets, which was crazy. Uh, and you know, it was just a, it was just a fun weekend of football, but very dramatic flair to the weekend. A very dramatic flair to Week One of the NFL season. But now we are here. It's Thursday, and we're set for our first Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. That's right. So uh, new broadcast casting crew, believe Kurt Herbstreit and uh, Al Michaels. I could be destroying that, uh, but they've got a couple of different things going on. They've got brand new theme songs. So it, it'll be fun to see how that goes on Amazon Prime tonight. But they have the Chiefs and the Chargers going at it tonight. Uh, that should be a fun one, especially knowing how well both teams played in week one. But we're going to see how they rock and roll here uh, in week two. But that's enough small talk to get this thing started. Y'all want to know the power rankings. You want to get into this thing. Let's get into it proper. Let's start off, ladies and gentlemen, with the bottom. All right. So here we are. This is the bottom heading into week two of the NFL power rankings here on one on one. Now, as a. I guess you can say a disclaimer. I wanted to start this one off by letting people know you're going to see some of your favorite teams here at the bottom. Uh, and, and, you know, it's still week one. And so what the way I did, or excuse me, it's still week. It's only, it's early in the season. We're just getting into week two. I'm, my mind is all over the place anyway. So I kind of want to give you a breakdown on why you're going to see some of your teams here in week two. We're still kind of getting established. So the way I kind of did this power ranking, I gave credit to the teams that won. Uh, I kind of based it off of that. And then, as you can see, everybody in the bottom lost or tied, <laughs> lost or tied last week. And so I kind of did it that way. Uh, once we get into 
uh, the outside looking in. It's more of uh, there's a couple of teams that lost last week uh, that are not <laughs> in the top 10 anymore, uh, but they're in there, but they're really solid teams. And then, of course, I did the top 10 based off of the teams that won. So everybody in the top 10, they won. So and obviously this is going to change as we go throughout the year. The, the more we see teams, the more we see what they can do. It'll go from there. So I just wanted to give a basis on what y'all were thinking. You know, man, this guy's out of his mind. But let's go ahead and get started anyway. All right. So we start off with number 32, the New York football Jets. Last week had the Jets at 25. They drop all the way to the bottom on this week's power ranking. And the main reason for that is they disappointed me. <laughs> I, I picked them as my long ranger pick last week. Uh, Joe Flacco taking on his former team. The Baltimore Ravens, I should have known better. And most people probably laugh at me because usually when I do Lone Ranger picks in the past, I've always picked the Jets because I want to see them do well. Um, and it just hasn't it materialized the way I would like. But anyway, with that being said, the Jets right now at the very bottom of the NFL. In, in their game, they had chances, but it was all Baltimore. And we saw Lamar Jackson on reason why he deserves a contract that he wants. And we'll see if Baltimore ends up doing that. But we do have the Jets at 32. 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, I wanted to put the Jacksonville Jaguars a little bit higher. But, you know, I, I was at the game last week and I got the chance to see them live. And I will say Trevor Lawrence is starting to grow as a quarterback. He had a little bit more time than he did last year. There was still a lot of pressure heading his way. He was still on the run a little bit. Christian Kirk made uh, a couple of great plays. A guy that they brought in, James Robinson. I, I got to give James Robinson some appreciation. I've been a huge James Robinson fan since he's come into the league. All he's done here in the third, in his third season so far, uh, he's got two touchdowns. He had 11 carries for 66 yards. Just a really good job overall uh, for James Robinson. And the last two years, he's been impressive. He got hurt towards the end of last year, but before he got hurt, he was pretty much doing things on that offensive side before Urban Meyer decided to get drunk or do whatever and just not put my man in the game or or try to keep him out, which is still crazy to me. And so a lot of people thought that Travis Etienne would be the guy, like he would be would be getting more of the reps. But no, they're still using James Robinson as a workhorse. So <clears throat> got to give him love and respect where it's due. They had a chance to win that game. They were up 22 to 14 late. Uh, Washington, you know, drove down the field. Uh, and were able to make it happen. Uh, they went and uh, got the game within two. It was 22 to 20. And then they hit Jahan Dotson, the rookie, for the game winning touchdown. So uh, Washington was able to get the dub there. But, uh, you know, the Jaguar team is going to fight all year. I've said it before. Watch out for Jacksonville. They're still going to make a little noise here and there. Next, number 30, we got the Carolina Panthers. I, you know, I probably could have put Carolina a little bit higher in the bottom. Uh, they had a chance to win their game against uh, Cleveland and help Baker get a little bit of revenge. They end up losing 24 to 23 in a tight one. I mean, just a very tight game. Uh, but I was impressed. I thought Baker did a good job of getting, you know, you know, the Carolina team, you know, getting comfortable with the Carolina team, made a great pass to Robbie Anderson, you know, all the beef of that during the offseason. Uh, but they they were in it. And in the end, you know, Cleveland was able to knock a a, a 50 plus yard field goal and, and and win the game. So kudos to Cleveland getting the win without Deshaun Watson and Carolina. Touche. You did a good job. You were pushing. 
Uh, at 29, uh, the Houston, Texas. Now, Houston was at the very bottom of this list last week, but we moved them up a couple of spots. One reason I moved them up is because they had the Colts who, in the countdown last week, we had the Colts at 12. We had the Indianapolis Colts at 12 last week going into the season, and they had them. Uh, I mean, they were up 20-3 to in control. Unfortunately, a young and experienced Houston team met up against a more experience in Indianapolis team and Indianapolis was able to at least tie the game. And as you see, they uh, tied with Indianapolis. So I gave them credit for, you know, pushing the envelope there and, and, and showing a little, uh, a little guts there. So Houston at 29 at 28, <laughs> this is where it starts to get fun at 28. We got the new England Patriots. Now, last week I said that the new England, if they win a lot this year, wouldn't be surprised if they lose a lot this year, I wouldn't be surprised. They went out there in this first game against the Dolphins, uh, and they look rough. And the Dolphins had like a 17 nothing lead at one point. They ended up winning 20 to seven, but New England just didn't just didn't look like they had it. Then they also reported earlier this week that you know Mac Jones was having some problems, uh, I believe some back spasms. So I don't know if that's all or what they felt like was the problem in last week's game, but we'll see. Uh, they were at 17, and they dropped the whole 11 spots to 28 in this one. Next to 27, the Detroit Lions, who only dropped one spot this week. But, man, I, I like this is another team I wanted to put a little bit higher. But looking at the teams that I got in the bottom that are a little bit stronger than Detroit, I, I have them here. This Detroit team played their butts off against the Eagles. They were down 37, I'm just giving 38 to 21 at one point, had a chance to come back. Uh, they got close. They only end up losing by three, uh, 38 to 35. But the one thing I saw from this Detroit team, and y'all know I'm a Dan Campbell fan, is that you can tell that that team has every bit of his fight. They may not win a ton of games this year, um, or they may not be as good as I think they could be this year, but they're going to compete every game. And that's just his mentality. And, you know, just like last year, the beginning of the year when they – almost beat San Francisco at the beginning of the season, but couldn't pull it off. Let's see if Detroit can get some of those things to turn their way. They're at 27. At 26, the Denver Broncos. Probably one of the most biggest disappointments for me uh, on this list. Uh, you know, I had them ranked 10th, probably a little higher than they should have been last week, but I was giving Russell Wilson credit because of who he is. I dropped them all the way down to 26 on this one. Watching that game on Monday night, was ridiculous um how do you not let russell wilson how do you not let russell wilson go out there and make the big play that's the part that has got me blown away uh at the end of the game a fourth and five let russell wilson he's your super bowl winning quarterback uh, all pro you know i mean pro bowler let that man work let that man go and then you go for a 64 yard field goal man i i was just baffled i'm not even going to sit here and lie to you i was baffled that's the move that they went with, but it is what it is. We got the Broncos at 26. At 25, okay, 49ers fans got on me last week. Man, they were treating me bad last week. I see you disrespecting our boys again. I see you taking this, this, this and that. And I mean, and you know what, San Francisco, I it wasn't disrespect. I told you where I felt about it. Told you where I was, where I stood with this. But you go in there and you lose to Chicago. And I said on the show last week, I felt Chicago was the worst uh, team in the league. It could potentially be the worst team in the league by a season's end. 
they proved me wrong at least in week one. And then, you know, this is overreaction week or whatnot. But I think, you know, losing that game, uh, especially when we're trying to still see what Trey uh, Lance could do for San Francisco, it, it was a rough go. And it was, and I know it was a little rainy out there, but it was a nice win for Justin Fields. I told you I like Justin Fields. It was a nice win for Justin Fields. Justin Fields was uh was was good in this game great 51 yard bomb to dante pettis a former 49er and he made things happen so san francisco yes you are 25th this week and that is because uh you know i gave you a chance to prove me wrong and we'll see we'll see if they can get a little bit better as things go along so don't beat me up elijah you know uh antoine cody <laughs> my man snowman you know there's a lot of san francisco family marquette don't don't treat me too bad but like I said, they still have plenty of time. We got 16 more games left of, of football to go through. Next at 24, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dallas, a.k.a. the Arlington Desperados, they're on this list because – or they're this far down on the list is because I'm not excited about what their future holds with Dak being out from six to eight weeks through to hand surgery. I believe he broke his thumb. Uh, it's one of the fingers, but he broke one of them. And he had to have surgery on it on Monday. And so – now with him being down i just kind of left him there and see where they can grow from there so i put him at 24 still a, a heavily talented team a talented team but we're gonna have to see what cooper rush can do and see if he can you know hold things you know in the right spot for dallas until dak gets back but even when dak was in there and they were playing a tough tough tampa bay team it, things did not look good uh miserable play calling i'm not a fan of kellen moore and then I feel like they need a really good play caller that can come in and really utilize this team's, you know, offensive potential. You got too much talent on that offensive side to be playing that way, even against a, a really good Tampa Bay team, because you're a really good team yourself. And every time I give Dallas credit, people get mad at me, whatever. Just figure it out, Dallas. They're at 24. 23, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I'll be honest with you. The way Arizona played in that game against Kansas City, they probably should be at the very bottom of this list. But also, another team with talent on there that I think they can turn it around. It just looked bad. And Kansas City just looked absolutely amazing. Oh, man. And they said, Tariq Hill, you know, not going to be the same. Well, shame on you for not believing in Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But with that being said, the Cardinals have some work to do. I'll be honest with you. They may be 0-2 going into week three. They got a tough game against Vegas this week. At 22, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee went into their game. They were up 13 to nothing against the Giants. And the Giants fought back. And the Giants, as you see, they're not in the bottom this week. The Giants fought back. And they were able to get the victory. Gutsy victory. The score was... Uh, I believe the score was 21 to 20 and they decided to go for the two point conversion. Oh, excuse me. No, I take that back. Score was 20 to 19. And then they went and they had faith in their star, Saquon Barkley, who, you know, Saquon has been hurt the last couple of years. And, you know, he, he's been through a lot, you know, Saquon has, but they had faith in Saquon and Saquon went in there, got the game winning two point conversion. And then the defense showed up. And and they were able to hold off Tennessee, even though Tennessee had a chance to kick a field goal at the end of the game. But great job. Great job by the Giants surviving that one against the, the Titans. But that's a good win uh, for the Giants. Now, I know we're 
jumping ahead, but the Giants got their first, you know, they started the season for the first time since 2015 at 1-0. So congratulations to the Giants. At 21, we've got the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, man, this this one's a little bit rough. In Atlanta, last week, we had Atlanta at 23. We moved them up two spots. Atlanta should be in the outside looking in, but they they gave a game away where they were in full control. The score was 26 to 10 at one point over uh, New Orleans. And I was like, man, Atlanta, that's what I'm talking about. This is the Atlanta team that I've been praising, you know, throughout the offseason saying they're going to be a lot better than what you think. And they still proved they were a lot better than what you think, but it just wasn't enough because they went in there and they gave a, a game away that if they could have won would have really put them in a good spot in the NFC South. So there it is, folks, the bottom, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Texans, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Lions, the San Francisco 49ers, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Titans, and the Falcons. Now, with with all that being said, y'all, you know, the bottom has a lot of teams in there that will probably at some point move back up. But it's just it was just the way it went down last week. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I was this close to putting Green Bay in there. Um, they probably should be in there. They lose this week. They're going to be in there for sure next week because if they lose to Chicago, I'm going to put them at the very bottom. And that's you can say that's just me being spiteful, but that's just where that might be. <laughs> but I'll try to be objective on it. Uh, but the bottom uh, teams, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of goodness in that bottom. But we'll see how things go. All right, now you know what time it is. It is time for the outside looking in. All right, here you are, the outside looking in. These are the guys knocking on the door, trying to get into the top 10. Some of those trying to get back into the top 10. First, let's start off with the Chicago Bears. We talked a little bit about them in the bottom. Love what I saw from Justin Fields. Gritty, tough performance against a tough San Francisco defense. He was able to get in there and help Chicago get that first dub of the year, sitting atop of the NFC uh, North with the Vikings. So they got a chance this week to really solidify themselves if they can go in there and beat the Packers, which, you know, the way things are looking for Green Bay on the receiver front, it wouldn't surprise me if Chicago goes in there and gets the dub. Um, but as, as a Packers fan, I do not need that um, in my life. Uh, I need Aaron Rodgers and the crew to go out there and prove that they, you know, he still own, owns them. But I like what I see from Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields, and I hope um, he does well all the games this season except against the Green Bay Packers. Next one, at 19, the Seattle Seahawks. Look, you know, Seattle beat Denver. Geno Smith, you know, what a game for Geno Smith. A nice, you know, game for Geno. Geno was a guy who was written off, and he was like, drafted a few years back in the second round he thought he should have been a first round pick it didn't happen uh he's he's not really bounced around but he's been kind of been in the abyss in the league for a while a lot of people laughed including myself when they said that geno smith was going to be the starter uh for the seahawks laughed i mean i mean laughed completely laughed i know i was one of them that sat back there and and giggled a little bit and said man that's that's crazy why are they doing that but Geno went 23 for 28 for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Just a great game by Geno Smith. Very consistent and and just he managed the game extremely well, made some good plays. I mean, maybe not a ton of yards, 
but he did he did some good work. He didn't even go to his big receivers uh, with the touchdowns. It was Will Disley and Kobe Parks uh, Parkinson. Those are the guys that got the touchdown. So, I mean, like I said, much, much love to Geno. Uh, and he helped this Seahawks team uh, jump up in the power rankings because we have the Seahawks at 30 and they jumped up 11 spots. So good job, Seahawks. Congratulations. At 18, we got the Indianapolis Colts. They dropped uh, <clears throat> six spots here on this countdown slash rankings because you got to play better than what you did. You just got to play better than what you did. Yeah, you did make a comeback to tie the game, but with the talent that you have in the team, there's no reason whatsoever that game should have been a tie. It shouldn't be. But like I said, I still give credit to the Texans. Matt Ryan and his crew have to kind of get that thing on a better foot. Uh, they're going to have to figure that thing out. They cannot continue uh, to play like they did last week against the Texans. It's going to be a very long season. Very, very long season. Next, 17, the New York football Giants. Uh, you know, I talked a little bit about it in the bottom. Great job by Saquon Barkley and the crew. Uh, there was one moment in the game where uh, Brian Dayball went on the sideline. He was hot. He was mad at um, Daniel Jones for throwing a pick in the end zone when they were driving. And, you know, I give Daniel Jones credit for coming back out there and helping that team push along and getting them, helping them get to this victory, you know. But I, I like his coaching style. Um, and he just, he didn't let it, he didn't baby fire the quarterback. He went in there and said, look, man, and, he, and this is not quote for quote, but he, from what the vibe I got watching his reaction on the sideline, he probably said, look, we, you got to do better. You got to do better. If you don't do better, you're going to be, you're not going to be doing what you're not going to be here. That's the vibe I got from it. Just watching how intense he was, but I like that in a coach. And the Giants may finally have a coach uh, since from the, since the Tomlin uh, Coughlin days, excuse me, the Tom Coughlin days, that will maybe finally get him, you know, get things rolling for him. So congratulations to the Giants winning their first opening game of the season since 2015. At 16, we got the Washington Commanders, another NFC East team. Uh, not so least this week, uh, last week, I should say. Commanders, tough game. It was a back and forth game between both teams, you know, between them and the Jaguars. They ended up winning 28 to 22. In this contest, started off with a Jacksonville field goal. They they looking good. Then Washington comes down. They do their thing. Curtis Samuel, who had a really nice game, uh, his first uh, touchdown as a commander. He got a touchdown early, and then they went down there. They, they scored again. It was 14 to 3. They were in control. Then Jacksonville kind of chipped their way back into it. Jacksonville got it, uh, you know, a couple field goals in there, got a touchdown in there by James Robinson. They ended up taking the lead uh, 15 to 14. Then, okay, all right, well, they're in great shape. Look at look at Jacksonville. Then they, you know, score again, uh, another James Robinson score. Then it's a 22 uh, to 14 game, and they're in control before Washington scored those two touchdowns uh, in the fourth to go ahead and, and, and win that contest. But Washington will go as far as Carson Wentz can take them. Uh, and I say that, you know, you know, he's he's just got to be smart. He's got to make uh, good decisions um, throughout the season. Uh, he's got a stronger arm. Terry McLaurin caught probably one of the easiest passes in his career in this contest. So, you know, from Carson Wentz, he hasn't had a quarterback that had that strong of an arm uh, since he's been there. So much love to the commanders getting their first victories as the Washington commanders. They got Detroit this week. That's going to be a tough one. Next one at 15, the green Bay Packers. All I can say is true disappointment. A lot of disappointment, too much disappointment 
I'm still mad. If I had to be honest with you, I'm upset. And watching what I did watch from it, um, Christian Watson, you cannot drop a 75-yard bomb wide open. Aaron Rodgers will not throw the ball to you, and you saw that. Aaron Rodgers got to the point where it's like he did not trust his receivers. Uh, the leading receiver in the game was A.J. Dillon. I think he had five receptions. Uh, don't beat me up on the yardage, but he had five receptions. He had the most, uh, you know, and between him and, and Aaron Jones, they were kind of the workhorses in this contest because of that. We saw a little sprinkling of Tunyon who came back, who's starting to look like the guy he was before he went um, out. So Green Bay's got a long ways to go, in my opinion, uh, on the receiving core front. They're, you know, everything else, yeah, the defense was not as good as I, you know, thought they were going to be heading into week one. Could be week one jitters, you know, I don't know. But my man, Raphael Haynes from the three-point conversion, said one thing that is true. You can tell the teams that did not, play their starters in the preseason you can tell by just the way they played and for those who did play their starters a little bit they look good and his example was kansas city of course and then you look at a team like green bay and it just wasn't good just wasn't good at 14 we got the cleveland browns edging out a really tough victory against uh you know this carolina panthers team in carolina winning 24 to 23 but uh jacoby Brissett just want to give him a hand clap good job in the game, uh, managing that team to a victory uh, in week one. So, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson era technically uh, starting in, in uh, Cleveland, but Jacoby Brissett was able to hold things down. The Browns are number 14. At number 13, we got the L.A. Rams. The L.A. was number one on this countdown last week, and I told you I did it out of respect to them being the champions. Man, they let Buffalo come in there and they let Buffalo slap them around and it did not look good. Uh, you know, just a really rough day for Matt Stafford. Um, and he just he he it was just rough. I there's no nice way to put it. I felt like you know they looked better in the first half, they looked miserable in the second half. They were in that game in the first half, and I to be honest with you, just from my point of view, I said to myself, they don't look like they want to be here you know it just it's it just like yeah we're the champs you know they had the rock come out raise the eyebrow all that good stuff but it just buffalo looks like a complete team and la looked completely out of place and they lost 31 to 10 i mean that's it's, it's still crazy to me that they lost that game the way they did and so much love to the buffalo bills who look like a complete team a complete team Shut the Rams out. I mean, completely shut the Rams out in the second half. It's crazy. Next, we got at 12, the Cincinnati Bengals. They were number two last week on this countdown, and they dropped a whole 10 spots. I probably would have put them down further, but they they struggled. Joe Burrow had four in, interceptions in the contest. They were able to bounce back. Still had a chance to win the game at the end. Still had a chance to win the game at the end. This game was almost a tie because if it wasn't for – um, you know, the Steelers being able to kick that field goal with a 53-yard field goal with five seconds left on the clock, that game, with they would have missed it, it would have been a tie as well. But the Bengals fought hard. They fought back. And I still see uh, how good this team could be. But Burrow cannot throw four interceptions. That just cannot happen if Cincinnati wants to win that division. And last on the outside looking in, the Las Vegas Raiders. 
uh, you know, that game with the Chargers was just a really good game. They lose 24 to 19. Devontae Adams, oh, man. It just gave me a lot of – I was reminiscing a lot watching Devontae Adams just look like the best receiver in the NFL. You know, didn't miss a beat. You know, him and Carr definitely were clicking. Uh, and he had 10 receptions for 141 yards. Just an amazing, amazing job by Mr. Uh, Devontae Adams. So much love to him and 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 Derek Carr and, and the Raiders. They're, they're probably going to get back in the top 10. So don't be surprised if they make their way back into the top 10 really, really soon. All right, everybody, that is the outside looking in. So in this outside looking in, you know, there's a lot of teams in there, talented teams that could easily make their way back in the top 10 next week, depending on how some games go. But I look at it and I say to myself, I, it, it's just it's another week of just like I'm not sure where these teams stand. Are they really as good as they played last week or are they uh, was a facade for week one and they were able to get the dub? I don't know. We're going to see how things go in week two. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the top 10. All right, here we are. Top 10 and the power rankings here for week two on one on one at number 10, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hand clap for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Pittsburgh went into uh, Cincinnati, you know, a team that won the AFC Championship last year, a team coming off of a crazy high. A lot of people, including myself, did not pick them and win this game, hence my record, which we'll talk about a little bit later from last week. <laughs> but looking at this Pittsburgh team, they, they played hard. They played tough, uh, you know, TJ White was an absolute animal on the defensive side of, of the ball. He got hurt. Some people think he could be out for the season with a torn pec. We're going to see. Hopefully that is not the case and he will be back. But, man, just an absolute monster was TJ White last week. And that Steelers team hung on as much as they could, and they were able to get the dub 23-20 to 20 over the Bengals. They deserve to be in the top 10. They were number 22 in the bottom last week. They deserve to be in the top 10 this week. At number nine, the Miami Dolphins, another team with an impressive performance. Uh, there was a couple of weird throws by Tua in there, but, you know, we expect those. But they they beat a Patriots team, which they've kind of had their number. Like the Patriots have not been able to beat the Dolphins consistently probably the last five or six years. I mean, it's like the Dolphins always sneak one in there. Uh, they always played the Patriots tough. And this one, it was all Dolphins pretty much the whole game. And they ended up winning 20-7. to seven. But they were up 17 to nothing and had full control of the contest. So, you know, much love to the Dolphins. They look good. Um, and I'm intrigued to see if that will carry over, uh, you know, this week as they take on the Buffalo. Well, that did not next week. That's week three. They take on Buffalo Bills. But I'm intrigued to see if they will be able to hang on when they take on the Ravens this week because the Ravens looked really good last week against the Jets. But it, once again, that is the Jets. So we'll see how that goes. At number eight, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, y'all know, y'all know that I hate the Minnesota Vikings as a fan, as a, as a fan. As a journalist, I sit back and I got to respect what I saw last week. Justin Jefferson is an absolute monster, absolute monster. And he looked phenomenal last week. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he tore the Green Bay Packers apart. Hurts me to even say it out loud. He tore Green Bay apart. 
he is amazing. And just to think that the Packers could have drafted him. Well, well, I'll, I'll look past that. But with that being said, um, I was on uh, in or out this week with Drew Willingham here on the network. And one of the fans was like, oh, I see Bills and Vikings in the Super Bowl. And I said, ah, Bills, yes, Vikings, maybe not so much. But do the Vikings have Super Bowl potential? By all means, a solid running back and a great running back in Delvin Cook. Solid is an understatement. When he's healthy, he's amazing. You see, you got Thielen, you got Jefferson, you got Osborne. You got a lot of great players on that offensive side. If the defense can hold up, if the defense can hold led by Zadarius Smith, who, you know, showed off last week because he was playing the Packers, but led by that guy on the defensive front, and, and, you know, I feel like they they could make us a run in the NFC. They could. They could be good this year, really good. They could win the division. But they got to be consistent. Consistency and staying healthy will be the key for the Minnesota Vikings. At seven, the New Orleans Saints. What a comeback by the Saints, right? I mean, the Saints were in trouble against the Falcons, and it looked bad. And I was like, man, this is miserable. But the Saints came back. The Saints came in there. They did their thing. They were – Literally, <laughs> they were literally down uh, 26 to 10 and heading into the fourth, and they scored 17 points. Guess who's back, y'all? Michael Thomas is back. Michael Thomas had two touchdowns. Chris Olave scored a touchdown in the mix. This this New Orleans team, when they're clicking, they're going to be high-powered. They are going to be scary. Watch out, ladies and gentlemen, for the New Orleans Saints. I, I – I like the NFC is just going to be a toss up to me, but New Orleans is going to be tough. They're at number seven. At number six, I know Eagles fans are going to love this. At number six, the Philadelphia Eagles. Truly, truly impressed by Philadelphia's performance against the Lions last week. Now, yes, yeah, some people say, well, they're just the Lions, but the Lions are a lot better team than we saw last year. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts had 243 yards passing for 18 for 32, not the sexiest, but he did he did have a, a solid game. Miles Sanders had 13 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts had a rushing touchdown. Kenneth Gainwell had a t- uh, rushing touchdown. Boston Scott had a rushing touchdown. But the most impressive thing was them having a number a true number one receiver now in AJ Brown. Ten receptions. Ten receptions. For 155 yards, averaging 15 yards uh, a catch. Craziness. You know, Goddard had a, a three reception, 60 um, yard day. Uh, the one thing that was kind of sad that I didn't get a chance to, and this maybe he didn't play, and I was flipping back and forth, was Devontae Smith. No receptions, no yards. Now, if he didn't play, then that makes sense. But if he played, and like I said, I haven't had a chance to fully read into it, but if he played last week and that's the case, that's, that's something that's got to change. You want to get Devontae Smith in the mix. If he didn't play last week, I man enough to admit that I didn't watch full highlights of that, but I got enough. But the Eagles look good and they can continue to climb for here. Uh, you know, this Eagles team looks like they could be really good on offense, but they will take on uh, the Vikings next week. So the eight uh, seed in the uh, power rankings will take on the sixth seed <laughs> in the power rankings next week. And we'll see um, or this week, I should say, uh, see how that goes. Number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, all offseason, I've said that I felt like Baltimore could fall apart this year. This could be the year they fall apart. This is, could be the year that everything changes, and it still could be, uh, but not just yet. And if they do extremely well this year, I wouldn't be surprised because you got Lamar Jackson, who's absolutely amazing. 
but they were able to get a, a pretty solid win against the uh, New York Jets and beating their old quarterback in Joe Flacco. So much love to the Ravens and see what they um, if they can keep things rolling uh, and maybe climb a little higher on this power ranking. Number four, we got the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, the Chargers are good. They're good defensively. Khalil Mack, amazing day. Three sacks. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. They're just a really good team. Uh, and they got a really tough victory against a Raiders team who I think could win the division. Or he, they, I had him finish in second and the Chiefs first and then the Chargers third. But I still I want people to remember I had everybody in this division making the playoffs. That's how good this, this division is. But I got the Chargers at four and, and Justin Herbert and the crew look good. And tonight against the Chiefs, you know, the number two team in the power rankings versus the number four team, somebody could boost themselves up to number one by uh, next week. Number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get a, a, a pretty solid victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. They just look good, you know, all the way around as a team. And maybe just Dallas look, just looked rough because they did. But Tampa Bay continuing their winning ways they get a dub in this one to start the season off we got them at number three tom brady what else can be said number two we got the kansas city chiefs kansas city just demolished demolished the arizona cardinals and it wasn't close it was bad man it was it was it was bad i i you know the way they were going i thought that mahomes might have got like eight touchdowns they ended up getting five touchdowns but I thought he was going to get about eight the way he was. They were rolling and it just looked easy. So much love to the Chiefs as they continue to bounce back and look like the Chiefs team from a couple of years ago. So we got them at number two. And number one on the top 10 uh, this week in the NFL power rankings, the Buffalo Bills. Yes, I could have easily put the Chiefs here, but Buffalo went in and defeated the defending champions at home on thursday night to open the season to me that's impressive and they just look like an all-around team from you know receiving core to tight end to to the defensive side of the ball i mean just everything gabe davis is a screaming good number two a screaming good number two is gabe davis so with davis and Diggs, and then you know jameson crowder get it did some good things in the game so i just i love what i saw the running backs you know, Singletary and Moss had really good games. They were working them, uh, you know, dumping the ball off to them, doing some good things. I just love what I saw from Buffalo. They are the number one team on the power rankings this week. All right, there it is. There are the power rankings heading into week two until I, I was very, very, very impressed last week by a couple of teams, but Buffalo and, and the Chiefs truly impressed me at a level that I would – was just kind of surprised about but it was amazing to see all right we're gonna wrap this thing up you know what time it is it is it is time for the finale all right so in the finale we're gonna start off by giving you our players of the week offensive and defensive from last week players of the week pat mahomes amazing day against arizona 360 yards passing five touchdowns no interceptions, winning 44-21 to 21 victory over Arizona. Great job by Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They are looking to continue uh, their reign 
tonight against the L.A. Chargers. And speaking of the L.A. Chargers, our defensive player of the week, Khalil Mack, five solo tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble in a 24-19 win over Las Vegas. Very impressed by both of these guys. And the common theme here, well, guess what? They are both in the AFC West. The AFC West is going to be a dog fight this year. And we saw that last week uh, when the Chargers took on the Raiders in a dogfight of a game. Felt like it could have went anyway at the end, and but the Chargers were able to pull it off. So congratulations to Pat Mahomes for being the power-ranking player of the week offensively and Khalil Mack for being the power-ranking player on the defensive side of the ball in week one. All right, now we're going to switch over to our top five MVP candidates heading into week two. And you can see this thing is receiver heavy, receiver heavy. First of all, Devontae Adams. And I, and I told you how good Devontae was last week. Ten receptions for uh, 141 yards and a TD. Boy, oh boy, I know that Aaron Rodgers is probably at the house wishing that he still had him uh, on the team and just – being able to watch what he did was just absolutely amazing. He was just great last week for this Raiders team. Next on the list, we got Mr. Brown. And we talked about how good Mr. Brown was last week. Uh, he had, if not a more impressive game, but he didn't get a touchdown last week. But he had 10 receptions for 155 yards and just showing off and just showing why he is, in a lot of people's eyes, maybe uh, that receiver that Philadelphia needed to finally get over the hump. Man, he just was impressive. And when he's healthy, we know how good he can be. Number three, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson could easily be number one on this. But, man, nine receptions, 184 yards, 20 yards uh, per reception with two receiving touchdowns. He gave the Green Bay Packers so many problems. It was ridiculous. And when Aaron Rodgers comes out and says that this kid is the best receiver in the league, and that's, you know, he and he played with Devontae Adams, watch out, world. Justin Jefferson is a monster. At number two, we got Pat Mahomes. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, we just talked about him being the player of the week with his the statistics that he put up, the five touchdowns, 360 yards, destroying the Arizona Cardinals. Mahomes is at two. At number one, Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen's performance last week was more than just a statistics thing, um, you know, for uh, Buffalo. I mean, what Allen was able to do last week was just impressive. You know, uh, he did have two interceptions, but he gutted out a lot of things. And for him to put that team on his back to push through and beat the defending champions, to me, he was the number one guy last week. He's hold, he's going to hold on to the spot this week. Until I, you know, maybe we get to a point where it just doesn't make sense for him to be number one. So we got Allen, Mahomes, Jefferson, Brown, and Adams, three receivers. Boy, it's going to be a great year for the receiver uh, in the NFL. But that is our top five MVP candidates heading into week two. Now, let's talk about this miserable record I had last week. <laughs> last week, I went five, 10, and one. Miserable, absolutely miserable record last week. It broke my heart. I couldn't believe it was that bad, but it was. It was absolutely that bad. Um, and I wish it wasn't that bad, but it was. It was that bad last week. Hopefully it gets somewhat better, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold my breath. I just hope that it gets somewhat better 
uh, as we start week two tonight. It, it just oh, five, ten and one. That's that's what I get for having faith in teams that probably should. Lions pick the Lions. Probably most people say you shouldn't have probably picked the Lions. Pick the Lions. I picked uh, the Jets. That was definitely a mistake. <laughs> and I picked a couple of teams, you know, that I thought, you know, maybe may pull some upsets, but disappointment. So five, ten and one. We're going to have some work to do this week uh, to fix that record. Now, with that being said, let's give the prediction for tonight. So tonight, I got the Chiefs winning the contest 27 to 21. Should be a really good game. Really good game. Uh, you know, we get to see Mahomes versus Herbert for the first time of this season. And I'm, like I said, I'm just excited to see what is it, what's it going to be? You know, it, it should be a really good game. Uh, and this game is going to be in Kansas City. So it should be just, it's just going to be a good game. And so th these teams in the West just play each other hard. So I would not be surprised if the game goes the other way, but I got the Chiefs 27-21. All right. This week, I tried to be a little bit smarter with my picks. Hopefully it doesn't backfire. But as you can see, these are my picks heading into week two. I got the Chiefs defeating the Chargers. I got the Browns beating the Jets. I got the Lions sneaking past the Commanders. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, you know, hopefully the Lions don't prove me wrong again this week. I'm, I'm if you lose this week, I'm not picking you next week. Uh, the Saints will be taking on the Buccaneers, but I got the Saints. Uh, obviously, the Saints have just had the Buccaneers number during the regular season. Maybe not in the postseason, but in the regular season, it's been all Saints. Um, so we'll know if we get a little bit of that flavor uh, this week if the Saints can go ahead and, you know, get another victory. Uh, in the next one, the Giants take on the Panthers. I think the Giants go to 2-0 for the first time in a minute. I got the Giants winning this one over Carolina. I think they're going to use that motivation from last week to get the dub in their first game at home. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I got the Steelers winning their contest. Uh, and so Pittsburgh's taking on the Patriots. The Patriots, obviously, we saw what the Patriots did uh, last week, and it wasn't cute. Uh, I think the Pittsburgh will use that momentum to push to 2-0. The Colts take on the Jaguars. Uh, if the Colts play like they did this week against um, the Jaguars, the way they played against the Texans, they're going to lose. So uh, Jaguars did win the last contest these teams played at the end of the season last year. So the Jaguars will have confidence at home against the Colts in this contest. Then the Ravens take on the Dolphins. This is going to be a good game, in my opinion, a really good game. I got Lamar Jackson and the, and the crew getting the dub uh, in this one, but it should be a really good game. The L.A. Rams will try to bounce back this week as they take on the Falcons. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. The Falcons showed that they can play and that they're going to be tough, but I got the Rams bouncing back and getting the win. Uh, in the next one, the 49ers and the Saints, I got the 49ers winning. Don't disappoint me this week, 49ers. Um, not the Saints. I've, they're taking on the Seahawks. My fault. The 49ers taking on the Seahawks. Don't disappoint me this week. Don't let Geno go out there and do the thing. All right? Don't let Geno go out there and do the thing. I got San Francisco winning. The Bengals taking on the Cowboys, a.k.a. the Desperados. I got the Bengals winning this one. I just, without Dak being there and what I've seen from Cooper Rush, I've, it's gonna be. it could be a long season for Dallas. Next, I got the Denver Broncos um, and the Denver Broncos this week 
they're going to have themselves a pretty tough contest against the Texans team. As I said that, I think the Texans are going to give them a run because they're going to play hard. Uh, but the biggest thing for the Texans will be, can Mills Davis play good on the road? He didn't play good on the road last year. That Denver crowd is going to be hype. Uh, I still think they're going to play hard, but the Broncos get the dub. The Raiders will take on the Cardinals, and this is where I think the Cardinals are going to be in trouble because I think the Raiders will get their first win of the year. Um, they'll be the Raiders will be at home. They're going to be ready to roll. So watch out for the Raiders. All right. The Packers, their first home game of the year is going to be a Sunday night affair. They're taking on the Bears. I'm picking the Packers. But if Justin Fields plays as hard as he did last week, the Packers are going to have their hands full against Chicago. Then I have Buffalo winning the first of two Monday night games. And the, the, the scheduling for these Monday night games are weird. So the Bills Titans start at 715. And then the Eagles and Vikings start at 8.30. So they're going to have two games kind of going on at the same time. So you're going to have to be bouncing back and forth. Uh, I know one is on ESPN. I don't think they're both on ESPN. So that's the part where it's um, it's a little interesting. So we'll see how that kind of rolls there. But I got the Bills beating the Titans. I think that's going to be another tough matchup. Derrick Henry versus Josh Allen, my two favorite non-Packer players going against each other should be a fun one. And then the Eagles versus the Vikings. This is going to be a good game, I think. A really good game. The Eagles are at home. The energy is going to be hype. I got the Eagles winning this one, but if the Vikings win, uh, this will be another tight one where it would not surprise me whatsoever. All right, everybody. That's it. That is it for this episode, episode 71 of 101 here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Look. Everybody sit back tonight. Enjoy some football. Should be a good one between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Hopefully next week I have a better record heading into. <laughs> I, I got to get back over 500, y'all. It was it was a bad deal. I, ca I cannot have that happen two weeks in a row. Hopefully that will not be the case. And, and I can, you know, finally get uh, where I need to be. Uh, and that is above 500, making things look phenomenal. Uh, I. I I can't be too much of an expert per se and have such a miserable record. That, that's just not going to be something that's going to work out. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is it for episode 71 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, the NFL Power Rankings week two. Once again, thank you all. We'll be back next Thursday for week three of the NFL season. I just don't need it to go too fast, man. I, last year, we talked about how quick the season went by. Next thing you know, it was over. We don't want to rush through it. We don't want to rush through it. So should be a fun one. Enjoy football this weekend. And if you get a chance, catch out some college games, catch out some high school games, catch out, you know, catch whatever football that you can get, in, get into this weekend. Make sure you check it out. Everyone, be safe out there. Take care of yourselves and have a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal weekend. I'm your man, Darrell Lawrence. Until next time. Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the school. If anybody got a question, I give them the.